That evening's ride was no laughing matter, however. A well-meaning but unsophisticated farmer had advised Nellis to head directly southwest, which he did. The local advice, as it often did, proved untrustworthy. Nellis explained, After following this advice for an hour, we suddenly come to an abrupt terminus of the road. No farther track is apparent, and we are miles away from the nearest habitation. No fences along the road and surrounded by acres of barren field. Visions of being lost on the prairie flit before our startled vision with lightning-like rapidity. And long and earnestly we scan the horizon for some sign of life. Occasionally the dim outlines of a farmer's house looms up like a speck in the far distance, while the last glinting rays of a slowly setting sun cast weird, grim, and ghostly shadows over the undulating plain. Far to the eastward we discern, in the gathering gloom, the uncertain existence of a telegraph line, and set out, by roundabout ways and prairie paths for that beacon of safety. Striking the line, we find a rideable road and turn southward. Three miles, and we espy light. Hurrah! A town! And it proved to be Menlo, seven miles south of Glendon, and seven east of Casey. We have run twelve miles from Glendon, so are five miles out of pocket. We do not begrudge the five miles, for the excitement of our chase was worth more than that. Ah, tis sweet and soothing to the cycler to get into exciting predicaments, and reader, if you ride a bike, you will recognize at once the immense sport we had in being actually lost on the prairie. Nellis's description of getting lost in the middle of Iowa farmland nicely captures the dramatic mood shifts the long-distance cyclist can face. Throughout his trip, telegraph poles had served as guideposts. As long as he could keep the telegraph lines in sight, he could not get too lost. As he progressed westward, the population thinned, and telegraph poles became more diffuse. Detached from these landmarks, he became separated from his social and cultural moorings, and the growing darkness, besides offering a very real threat, added to his alienation. No surer sign of Nellis's desperation is the fact that he scanned the horizon in all directions in search of telegraph poles as visual reference points, and that he deliberately turned around and headed east in order to find his way. He almost never backtracked or veered from his westbound course, and when he did, he did so begrudgingly. Though he asserted that he took pleasure in getting lost, such pleasure, to be sure, came in retrospect. Getting lost becomes pleasurable only after being found.